Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Hi, everyone. Uh, it's the three questions. I'm Andy Richter, and I am talking today with a fellow Midwesterner, uh, Adam Devine. How hey, are you? That's me. That's you. What's up, Andy? Good How's to things see you, good? Man. Good to see you. That's you were born in Iowa and raised in Nebraska. That's right. That's about as Midwestern as you get. Yeah. A, a lot of people like they don't realize it's weird when you talk to people not from the Midwest. They're like, oh, what is Nebraska? Is that like the great American West? They're yeah, like yeah, where they yeah. think it's just like the like Cowboys. John Wayne riding yeah, yeah. through the Great Plains. And I'm like, no, not really. It's no. just sort of uh, suburban shopping centers. Yeah, just strip malls. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and then corn and bean fields. Yeah, cornfields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. Illinois the mm-hmm. same way. It's like once you get past Chicago, prairie. And but there's fields. there's other cities. There's Champaign. There's a few other places. There is. In. I mean, yeah, you go into, but I mean, but. Yeah, but not really. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but it, who yeah. are we kidding? But I mean, but yeah. I mean, but in between, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like in between, you go from one small town with a McDonald's to another small yeah. town with a Pizza Hut, Ooh. you know, with like you know, thirty uh, miles of corn in that's, between. Nebraska. Yeah. Once you leave, it's like I think Omaha has like a million people. By the way, all my stats are wrong for sure. Someone's yeah. gonna check this. They're like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Uh, so once you leave Nebraska or uh, Omaha, there's like a million people in Omaha, and then you get out of town, there's only half a million people in the rest of the state. Wow. So it's just desolate. Wow. Like once you're past Lincoln, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then there's just really nothing. And it's just farms, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you live anywhere else in Nebraska, I would like to see your comments in the comments section. <laughs> there's going to be like 12 guys. Right, like, right, hey, right. It's, it's hey, me. Yeah, yeah. It's me. I'm I, out here in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Do you still have a lot of family? Is Are there still people in Nebraska? Or uh, Nobody's in Nebraska anymore. My parents just retired to Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Oh, okay. uh, they saw the show and they're like, we got to get down there. It's so <laughs> blue. Everything is so blue. Uh, <laughs> whatever filter they use for the Ozarks, I'm like, my God. They're just they're like, hey, you know what? This is the creative direction. Everything blue. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, so they they uh, move down there and they love it. They yeah. just go fishing. My dad goes fishing every day. My mom just uh, drinks wine on a dock, <laughs> <laughs> which is the Midwestern dream right, right. retirement. Well, yeah. and that that area of Missouri is like Midwestern Florida. Oh, like yeah. Like if you don't want to go as far as Florida, you know, like yeah. you just go down it's there. It's the Redneck yeah. Riviera. Yeah, that's, oh, is yeah, that what they say? That's what they. There's T-shirts. There, oh yeah, and is that that's Branson, right? Uh, kind of near there? Or? Yeah, it's, I, th- I think a little north. Bad with geography. Yeah. North, maybe? Yeah. Have Branson? you ever been to Branson? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I, that's always fascinating to me is Branson, but. I like the idea of Branson. I don't know I if don't, I would oh, like I being there. Know. Yeah. But. Uh, I would like to be, I would like to like put a helmet on someone yeah. and have them walk around Branson <laughs> that I could watch. Branson from, from a remote yeah. location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um. Yeah, well, it's, that, it's like Christian Vegas, right? Is that like the sort of? It's like yeah, it's like country Vegas, like real and but like hillbilly country Vegas. Yeah, it's just. But then also like it's just Kenny Rogers just only singing the gambler. For, yeah, well, it's like weird cover acts, like you know, like oh, sure. like. I, I mean, I just see old video. I don't know what it's like now, but it's like, um, I think it was the cellist Yo Yo Ma or somebody had a music theater. Um, yeah, I know Yakov Smirnov Yakov was there. Yakov Smirnov yeah. had one. It's mm-hmm. like all these kind of like, you know. Niche. 
Yeah. 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 Let's say that yeah. specialty acts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That had had <laughs> yeah. their own. But or or like Andy Williams. Like if you remember the old sure. easy Ca- listening yeah. singer Andy uh-huh. Williams, he had a uh, a theater there for a million years. So I think it's like for Do really. We- Really old people. Do we team up in a few years and uh, and retire there? That's a, that's a nice <laughs> retirement. It wouldn't be bad. As a kid, I heard that Yakov Smirnov was there, and I I liked Yakov. You know, and, uh, and and I was like, oh, you could do that. You could go to Hollywood, make it big, yeah, and then have your own theater in Branson, Branson Missouri. That's right. I was like, end goals, <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't changed. That's right. that's my end goal. Well, you can get a really, I'm sure real estate there's, you know, ask your parents. Oh, yeah. You know, get a nice big house there. No, they'll, they still complain about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got them a nice big house there, and they're like, you paid what? Yeah, yeah. How dare you? I'm like, this is a gift. What are you doing? That was <laughs> oh, you, my... you, did you ta- pay for their house? Uh, Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. No, that's uh, fantastic. I, uh, I, 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 you know. Yeah, this is my roundabout way to give myself compliments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to no, find that's like really, five other ways. That's, to... that's really, really, I mean, you know, I. Uh... I helped. I, did, I didn't do the whole thing. They, they like, their uh, Midwesternness wouldn't allow me to just get the whole thing. They were yeah. like, my dad's like, we'll go in half. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the half was, yeah, I was like, this is more than half that I'm doing. But <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Let him have that. Yeah, Let him for have sure. that it's uh-huh. I paid for half, mm-hmm. you know. But no, that's really that's really sweet. Yeah. I you know, I've given money, but I've never <laughs> I never I never was like, here, mom, here's your Mercedes. Oh, you know, yeah. I've never done anything like that. It's yeah. a good fit. I got I just not a Mercedes, but I just got my dad a uh he beat cancer. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so it was like, you know, that that's such like a, a kick to the head. Yeah. And so our family was reeling with that. And then when he was one year cancer-free, he had like had a big party, and I pulled up in his new Ford F-150 oh, pickup wow. truck. Wow. And he like cried and stuff. Oh, wow. And then uh, six months later, he uh, got cancer again. And I was like, you son of a bitch, you're trying to get extra trucks. <laughs> I see you. You're like trying to wheel and deal give more. Give me the truck yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Give yeah. me that truck yeah. back. Give me the keys. Give me yeah. the keys. You didn't earn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, is he better? I nah, mean, and then it... now he's in remission again. Yeah, so it's just yeah. been like a, what, two and a half year period of oh us just gosh. like kind of reeling with this. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like was the second one, is it like. You know, because there's the terrible cancers and then there's the ones that yeah, you was, can uh, kind of deal with. It was small cell at first, which is a pretty terrible one. Yeah. Uh, but we we got it early. And then he uh, – and then the next one was this one called squeamous. But I didn't even know that that's a thing. It's a skin cancer, right? Isn't it? Yeah, but it's it, it was in the lungs. Oh, wow. So skin in the lungs maybe? Yeah, I have no well, idea. Well, I mean, you know, uh, at a tissue level, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so then – but then they knocked that one out right away. Wow. Yeah. Was he so, a smoker? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think I was, I'm probably the last, gen- or like I'm turning 40 this later this year, and I bet I'm one of the last generations where my dad smoked everywhere when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, like it, yeah. it, it, I think I was like 11 or 12 when like finally it was like, like enough people got to him where he's like not going to chain smoke cigarettes in the car right, with us. Right, right, right. With the yeah. windows all rolled yeah. up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's too cold, so there's just like a little yeah. like slid open. He's like, what? It's open. <laughs> what, you want us to freeze to death? That's more dangerous than the goddamn smoke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that was, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a rough habit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I nobody in my family did it, but I used to see in our town in Illinois, uh, like at, at the diner, mm-hmm. old farmers smoking while eating breakfast. Oh, yeah. Like a lit cigarette in the middle of the whole thing. And the, I had I had a friend whose dad set a timer to wake up in the middle of the night to have a cigarette. <laughs> he'd wake up in the middle. He'd wake up at like two a.m. for and just sit at the edge of the bed, have a cigarette, and then go back to sleep. Wow, yeah, that, that is, is a true addict yeah. right there. That is commitment. And it's like, what happens if you know? I don't even. I didn't even understand the logic, and my friend could never explain it either. It's like, will he wake up jonesing so bad yeah, that he needs maybe. to like smoke cigarette six cigarettes at once? He's like. I don't know. He just does it. I don't you know. know. Yeah, dad's he's cool. Yeah. Dad's a cool dude. So yeah. he <laughs> yeah. also puts on sunglasses and greases his hair back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We set the alarm for that too. <laughs> um. So do, do you have siblings? I mean, are, you have- yeah, I have a, a little sister, and she she lives out here. She worked on workaholics for a long time. Oh, nice. And then uh, and then she just uh, worked for Facebook, and then yeah. now she's uh, currently not working for Facebook. 
because they just like laid off a billion people. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, she's she's awesome. I mean, was it a funny household? Like, is your are your folks funny? I mean, yeah. I feel like my dad is funny on purpose, and my mom is just is funny yeah. from like just how her brain works. Right, and it's, right. she's not, she doesn't mean it to be funny, but yeah. it's just absolutely hilarious. Like, so when my dad was going through cancer, they, I, I got them a place in Houston because they were, they were um, going to MD Anderson. And I thought I got them a nice place because they spent a lot of money on it. And I figured if you spend a lot of money, it's sure. nice. I don't know Houston right. very well, but evidently I chose wrong. And so it was like this expensive Airbnb right next to like a true junkyard. Oh, wow. And, and like this like crazy park with like just crackheads. And and my mom would like make little sandwiches and give them to all the crackheads. And she'd be like, hey, Leon. Hey, Jeff. And would, it was like, it lo- swear to God, it was handing them out. Sam- and I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, mom. Like, And uh, we went on this little walk. She goes on her little power walks. And we go past the junkyard through this like overgrown walk way where like they're definitely like dealing meth in the bushes. Yeah, And yeah. we go to this uh, freeway uh, underpass where that's her turnaround mark and there's a guy in a car getting filleted I just see a top of a head <laughs> bobbing up and down and uh, and I go god damn mom that guy's getting a blowjob right there and she goes really and she looks over and she goes goofy <laughs> and turns around and power walks the other direction <laughs> I'm like that's the fun you couldn't have goofy. said couldn't have said a funnier thing goofy. right there Go- yeah, goofy yeah yeah in like a sing-songy fashion. Maybe she knows something about the Disney characters we don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reference to uh-huh. yeah, something the d- that she knows. Yeah. Some, some fan fiction that she came across. Goofy? Yeah. I'm like, it's not whatever it is. It's I not if goofy. I, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if your dad knows that connotation of goofy. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you. goofy. Oh, yeah. That's that's what your mom thinks. Oh, yeah. sex. <laughs> uh-huh. Goofy. Come here, honey. Let's get goofy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. The kids are out of town. Yeah. Time to get goofy. I, it is kind of blissful ignorance of older people. Like, she probably... There's probably blowjobs in cars every day, yeah. and she just never happened to notice, you know? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. And then even when she does, it's not that big of a deal right, to her. Right. And I'm oh, like, sure. I'm like, maybe we pick a different walking path. She's like, oh, shut up. I like my walking path. And I'm like, there's like syringes. It yeah, was a yeah. foul walking yeah, yeah. path. I'm like, we got to get you a better. Did you, apo- I mean, did you, were you like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I put you here? Absolutely. I and felt, were they okay? You know, totally fine. It yeah, did yeah. not phase them even a little bit. They're like, it's not that bad. Wow. And I'm like, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Look, did listen, they move? I, did you move them or did they? Uh, by the time I got there, there they only had a few. Gone. Like they're like yeah, they're, yeah. it was ready to wrap up, so right, they were right. like fine. Yeah, but wow. yeah. Well, you are a good son. You know? <laughs> a good son, getting them close to the you know the crack and the uh-huh. blowjobs. Yeah. You know? What kind of kid were you growing up? I was like, goofy. was it, were, <laughs> uh, were, I mean, were you always kind of you know like? I was going and yeah. funny and, you know. I don't even, I probably wasn't funny. I was definitely a ham. Like, yeah. I definitely was like, I want to make people laugh. I don't know how quite yet. Yeah. Uh, I was for sure that just because my dad and my uncles were really funny. Yeah. And that, that I like, funny was such, and it probably was the same in your house. I don't know. But uh, it, it was like funny. You could say whatever you wanted as long as it was funny. And yes. I wouldn't get in trouble if it was funny. Yeah, yeah. So if I got in trouble at school... And dad was like, well, what'd you say? And then I said what I said, and it was funny. He was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. Yeah, right, right, right. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so I learned pretty quickly that funny kind of trumps all. Yeah, I did. um, I mean, my parents were very permissive. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, not not like, it's like my my kids were, I was a pretty permissive parent, but you only do that because you know your kids aren't like, wild creatures yeah, you know scumbags it's like, yeah, yeah when you get to a point where you realize oh this kid is like my son is more nervous about things than i am like he's always from birth was always like is is everyone gonna be okay mm-hmm. like is this like <laughs> yeah. he, one of the first part one of the first parties he went to in high school he was da- it was some giant house party in the valley and <laughs> he was standing at the front door and he heard somebody said somebody's got a knife in the backyard and he ran like 20 blocks and then <laughs> and then got on and then got on a payphone cuz he didn't have a phone yeah. at the time cuz he was probably 14 or 15 got on the phone and was like breathing like dad you got to come get me there's somebody with a knife in the back and it what it turned out was was a boy brought 
brought a taser to the party and was tasing girls. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing high school girls like better. Yeah, than getting they, tased. I thought you were gonna say something like totally innocuous, like, and then he had a knife. To open his college admission <laughs> no, letter, no, he got no, into no. Duke or no. wherever. Yeah, it, yeah. it became knife, you yeah. know, but it was actually taser. But my, my son was there with like five friends, and he just took off and left them. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, hey, that's, well, you're gonna I be know, safe. I know yeah. from now on, if there's trouble, he's gone. Uh-huh. Your so girlfriend was tased, yeah, but yeah. you made it home. Good, good. But so my parents were very permissive. But it, back to that thing about like being funny, like I. Early, and I remember so many times in high school, mostly, sometimes in junior high, being such a smart ass to teachers Mm -hmm. and it being kind of funny, kind of funny. And then me pushing it and pushing it. Mm -hmm. And then the just when you could get an adult to be furious yet laughing. Yeah. Oh, talk about power. Talk about the the money spot. Like a teacher, like having to stifle the laughter and then give over to the anger and go get out of here. Uh-huh. Like go down to the I office. Can't yeah, succumb. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I, uh, yeah. It was, it was real. I, I had a bad accident. I'm sure you read all about that. I did. I did. Yeah. Let's talk about that. When you were 11. Yeah. So I was hit by a cement truck when I was wow. 11. How does uh, that happen? Uh, Darting out, yeah. chasing a ball. Uh-huh. I knew, I knew tragedy was the only way. Trauma was the only way to get really funny. Uh, I was like, well, my parents don't beat me, yeah, so I yeah. got to do something. Uh, oh, here uh, comes a truck! Uh, here, dude, quick, dive yeah. in front. Uh, so, for any kids listening at home, no, uh, I it was. Uh, I lived in the suburbs, so yeah. there was just new houses being built every day. And my buddy was across the street. We were going to the convenience store. And uh, three cement trucks were going up the hill at the same time that two were coming down. And so my buddy was already across the street and he yells, come on. And I took that as coast is clear. And he meant just like, I'm excited to get like a razzmatazz sucker. Right. And so the third cement truck went up the hill. He yells, come on. And I darted after that third cement truck and then was hit by the sec of these two cement trucks coming down. I was only hit by the one. Yeah, yeah. But I flew like 500 feet Whoa. I, uh, yeah, I landed in a different county, which was kind Did of a really? fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, they didn't know wow. where to like, uh, because we, uh, you know, we'd ended up taking legal action, made like no money, but yeah. uh I they, we d- d- didn't know what court to put it in because they're like, well, his Bonnie landed in Douglas County, right, but he right. was hit in Sarpy County. Um, so, and then I broke Every bone in, from my legs down. Uh, yeah, so everything except for my right femur. And uh, yeah, and then I'm like the crippled kid. And I was also new to that, to Omaha. I just moved there like uh, maybe six months prior or something like that. Oh, wow. And so then it was, uh, I, I wasn't going to be the pro athlete that I was convinced I was going to be, even though not even that good. Right, and, right. Uh, but you're 11. And so I, then I was like, I got to get into comedy. Uh, that's, that was like the other thing that I thought I was kind of good at. And, oh, really? At yeah. that age, even you were like, yeah, yeah, wow. And so, uh, in middle school, I started to call into radio stations. I like, I'm telling my like Batman origin story right now, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and With it's threats. like, we got other questions. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And so uh, I would call into radio stations that do different characters and I kind of became obsessed with, uh, with like writing bits uh, wow. to do on the radio after school. Wow. And yeah. And did you get like, did they, would you call and say, hey, it's me? And they would go, we'll put you right on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I called wow. in every day and I had like a handful of different characters I would do uh, doing like Omaha specific bits. Wow. And uh, they were like, I only ever talked to them in character because I'm a child. And they were like, come on down to the radio station. Like, we want to make you part of the drive time hour. We'll start to pay you. And you could come in here and, like, you could be part of it. Or you could call in every day. At, like, and we'll 13 years old or exactly. something? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, 13. And I, uh, my mom wheeled me down there in downtown Omaha. And I get out of the van with my legs fully extended because I couldn't bend my knees. And she wheeled me into the radio station. And they, they go, holy shit, you're a child. You're a crippled child. <laughs> You're like, we can't hire a crippled child. Uh, but then it was actually even better because they were like, look, we can't pay you, but keep calling in and we'll give you free concert tickets for anything that we do. And they, it was like the big rock station yeah. in town. So we got free concert tickets to everything. I got wow. all the cranberry 
and seven Mary three CDs that I can handle. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Six pence, none the richer. <laughs> I knew them by name. Uh, every member. To the wet sprocket. <laughs> Got it. Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Do you know someone struggling to figure out their mental health benefits? The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office is here to help. Find us at insurance.ohio.gov slash G-E-T-M-H-I-A or call us at 855-438-6442. Don't wait. The Mental Health Insurance Assistance Office can help you figure out what mental health insurance benefits may be in their plan. Call us today at 855-438-6442. Ashley's Memorial Day mattress sale is going on now. Save big on select adjustable mattress sets, up to $1,200 on Beautyrest Black, up to $800 on Purple, and up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic. Plus, get 72-month special financing with select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com for better sleep and savings. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Well, wait, how long? So how long were you kind of immobilized? How long until you were, you know, about healthy um, and up and walking again? About two years. Wow. Yeah. And it was off and on. Like I would, I had like something like, I don't know, between 25 and 30 surgeries in that time. Wow. And so it was pretty constant. It'd be like yeah. every month or two, they're like, okay, you got another surgery. Got a new thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I would go from like being... Like in the wheelchair, get up to a walker, and then I'm back in a wheelchair for a while. Because uh, of then different get, surgeries. Yeah, because of different surgeries. What do you, I mean, what do you think it's done to your personality? I mean, I, you know, you said like it kind of made you choose a different path and stuff. But I mean, what does that kind of immobilization at that age, I mean, what do you think? Are there lingering effects of it, both physical and or emotional? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, my right leg's like way shorter, so like I have all kinds of issues with like, uh, shoes and yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and does it throw your hips off? It and does. Stuff? Yeah. And so I have a pinched nerve right now that I've been wow. dealing with the past year. That's kind of a nightmare. I'm going to, I had an MRI yesterday about it and wow. yeah. So it's a, it's a whole issue, but as far as personality goes, I think, uh, it's just a good way. It was a good way to like, just learn the life lesson of like, you're going to die. So it doesn't matter. So just follow your dreams. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think no one in my family ever pursued a career. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just no, like I got, know what you mean. Got, yeah, it's a very Midwestern thing. Yeah. Like it's like I don't, you know, I I came from a small town, and the notion of go, you know, the notion of leaving was kind of weird. Yeah, for like, sure. You know, like wh- where where you're gonna leave? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the world's scary. We know. What's going on yeah, here? This you is know? good. We can protect you yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think also just, uh, as far as like my parents go, it changed their mindset too, because I'm, I didn't die and they were like, okay, well y- do whatever you want to do then. Right. Like y- if you want to be a comedian or an actor, we're going to support you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and luckily for me, I think if I still, if nothing would have happened by now, yeah, my dad would be like, Jesus, get your shit together. <laughs> Come work for the well, railroad. Like you're, the you're almost 40. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah, might be. Yeah, yeah it might be. It, it, it happened uh, quick enough and there was enough like little things that I think. Uh, yeah. Were you going to school? Were you homeschooled during that time or yeah, I was homeschooled for uh, a little less than a year. So most of sixth grade, I was homeschooled yeah. and then, and then uh, went to sixth grade and was just, people thought I was like way cooler than I was in sixth grade because I was just on. So I was on morphine. I was like on all the pain <laughs> medicine, you know? So like, Oh, cool dude, Adam. And yeah. Then, yeah. And Wearing I'm like, a beret, oh, no. yeah. smoking French cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, in fact, uh, I, I, uh, it was like when like grunge was still kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, I remember I would borrow my dad's, um, flannel, like work jackets because mm-hmm. they reeked of cigarettes. Yeah, even though yeah. I didn't smoke cigarettes, I've never smoked cigarettes, but right. I'm like, I've got to be cool. I like, <laughs> and my, it's just my Was mom. Was it because of the smell or because of the look? Yeah, the smell and the look. Wow. And my mom would like wheel my stinky ass into school. And it's, I'm like, I'm wearing the coat. She's like, you reek. I yeah, don't want people yeah. to think you smoke like cig- smell cigarettes. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where we differ. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you get in the car with dad, you smell like cigarettes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to stink one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is amazing to me how, like now, from being in a world where everyone smoked to like a world where no one smokes, that like how you can smell it. Like just, I was at my kid's school once in the gym and at the far end of the gym, 30 yards out in the parking lot, somebody was smoking and the doors were open and I could smell it. Yeah. You know? And I just remember... When my ex-wife and I went on our honeymoon in 1994, we were on a smoking plane, like, because it was an international flight, and it was like, there was a smoking section on the plane. Oh, wow. Still, like, you know. Incredible. And when we, when we started Late Night with Conan O'Brien, you could smoke anywhere in that building. Really? Yeah. People would, you know, like, people doing the news, because they'd have to run tapes, they they couldn't, like, it. things weren't digital yet. Sure. You'd just see people, like, news people running, smoking, with tapes, like, got to get this on the air. And, and you know, and then it very quickly sort of went down to, like, okay, there's a smoking room, and now there's no smoking at all. Yeah. And then my office became the smoke, because I smoked at the time. Uh-huh. And then I just, like, I would. I, and then there was just store- like 30 people in there chain smoking yeah. cigarettes. You're like, no, ah, th- what did I get myself 30, into? Not yeah. 30, but like, that's just like, I found that being, and I mean, and I wouldn't do it any other way, but like, like, oh, Andy won't mind has been, has like fucked me over yeah. time and time again. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's great. He won't mind. Yeah, he's too, and so too I'd nice come, of a guy. I'd you... come to my office yeah. and there'd be like three people smoking cigarettes in my office. And I'd be like. Okay, I guess it's I'm fine. I, guess I don't mind. I guess it's chit chat yeah. time. Uh-huh. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it is the cigarettes. You know, that's like too. I was thinking, when I look at old actors, yeah. and they're just these faces, and it's it's the same thing. Like when people will do, here's the cast of Mary Tyler Moore, and you know Ed Asner was 35 at oh, this time, my God. and he looks 60. Yeah, and it's cigarettes. It's yeah. cigarettes and booze. Uh-huh. Like just makes your face. You know, like I know, but admittedly, people looked cooler back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. look at like those old movie stars, and uh, you know, uh, like they just had it character. All, yes. their, all their faces looked, and especially like the character actors, like there, there was like real character yeah. to them. And now everyone just kind of looks the same because yeah. we just eat salads and shit. <laughs> you know, well, smoking on film, it uh, yeah, it is. It it's like yeah, it looks cool. I'm sorry, it just it does. It so looks pretty cool. I have cool. A, a new movie coming out. Plug time. Plug time. The, the Outlaws. Oh, you mean the Outlaws? The Outlaws, starring but, Pierce Brosnan, Nina Dobrev, Ellen Barkin, and Richard Kind. That's right. You know, it's coming out July 7th. I do know that. Yeah. Uh, but specifically about that, we had a scene in the movie that they ended up they didn't let us use. And part of that, we argued with them and they they sort of convinced us that this wasn't the main reason, but it was, uh, that we had Pierce and Nina smoke a cigarette, like a father and daughter sharing a cigarette, uh, having like this heart-to-heart conversation. And they just, it's like a a, a blanket rule that there's no smoking. Uh, on a, the network or? Um, for Netflix. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to shit on my corporate overlord, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but they, uh, yeah, it was, it was smoking a cigarette and they were like, it was like, uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. I, you know, they yeah, don't, they I, don't. The like kids. I remember better but call But vaping's Saul. cool. We should have had them vape. <laughs> Uh, it was, it well, was you know what? Candy vape that they. I wonder back. is the is the movie set in present day? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the difference. Like, if it's a period thing, you can get away with it. Because, like, I remember in Better Call Saul, there was a you know there were all kinds of scenes. Yeah, between Bob Odenkirk and and uh, Ray Seahorn out you know sharing a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but you know it must have been that it, like what type of movie it is. I bet yeah, I bet yeah, Netflix yeah. would cut us some slack if it was like a, a d- edgy gritty drama yeah, thriller. Yeah. yeah. Um you know it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a big fun comedy. Right, so. right. I mean so you're in you're in uh, you're in Nebraska, mm-hmm. you're in Omaha, 
And then you come out to California to go to college, right? Yep. And is that on purpose to be closer to show businessy kind of stuff? Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, to my mother's credit, I almost balked at the idea. I was like, it was 18. The whole plan was I was going to move out to California. Uh, I was going to go to UCLA. Uh, but first I was going to um, get um, the local because it's so much cheaper to go to a California school yeah. if you're if you're a California if local. You, yeah, yeah. So you have to live here a year. And I was like, I'll go to community college for like a year or two and then transfer. Right. Uh, and that was the game plan. But then like last second, I was like, I'll go to University of Nebraska, Lincoln or Omaha. Yeah. And uh, and just stay close to home. And mom was like you will stay here forever. You yeah. have to leave right now if you're going to leave. And really? I'm like, for her. I'm like, but I want to yeah, bush light with my friends. <laughs> 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 but but Jeff got a house and we're going to drink bush light there. <laughs> um, so, so I, yeah, then I moved out and I met. Uh, did she have to kind of really force you or did you know she was right? I knew she was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, but that bush light was cool. Um, uh, they have it here, you know. The, they I do. Mean, yeah, you have, to, you have to go a shitty part of town. But yeah, they have it here. Yeah, you got to go yeah, yeah. outside of town. <laughs> they only sell it in Valencia. Yeah. Um, you have to go to Panorama City. Yeah. No offense, Panorama City. <laughs> uh, so I, I um, moved out and was going to community college. And did I'm you come at, up by yourself or didn't? No, with my, my good friend, Austin Anderson, who's a comic. He's, he, he ended up moving back home. He had uh, a girlfriend that he he married, and they've been married for like twenty years now. Oh wow! Uh, but still uh, in comedy, or, or still in comedy? Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, and uh, he's actually coming into town now. We're doing a live podcast tonight at the Irvine Improv. Oh wow! Uh, for my podcast, this is important. That Don't I bother plugging that. This uh, this is yeah. important. It, but yeah, but no, it, nobody's going to hear that. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> you just, these guys, but you just yeah. bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I, I do that with the work all guys, but he's going to open up for us and and do the whole thing. Oh, that's great. So yeah, it's really great, nice. Great to see him. But so I moved out here, and then I met uh, Blake and Kyle Newichek, Blake Anderson, Kyle Newichek, who I ended up creating work with right. day one of community college. Wow. And we And are they local? Are they Orange County boys? No, or? they were Bay Area guys and they kind of did the same thing. Their parents didn't want them to move right to LA. Ah. So they moved down baby Orange, steps Orange, Orange County totally. first. Orange yeah, County yeah. first. Yeah. And then we uh got to know each other in in improv class like day one and I was like the the kid with the little afro, Blake, uh it was really funny and yeah. then and then Kyle they, he showed me like some of his like videos that they did in high school, yeah, and uh, comedy videos. And I was also making comedy videos, but this is before you could put it online, so you just like show other funny people, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, Here's yeah. Here's my tape. Yeah, like l- watch my funny thing I yep. tried to do, and uh, and I like me and Austin had tapes. They had tapes, and then we had like a tape off. Like that that very night, we like we're like you guys should come over and we'll watch our, each other's tapes, <laughs> drink some bush light, yeah, and um. <laughs> and their production value that was sounds just like such a <laughs> such a, like a scam. Like, come over and watch some tapes. Yeah. Wink, <laughs> you know, tapes. <laughs> and uh, their production value was just through the roof. Yeah, it was way better and, than. And ours. they were friends. Kyle, yeah, yeah. Oh, best okay. friends from like elementary school. Wow, wow. Okay. And uh, and then yeah, we started do- working together, making videos, and you know, yeah. we're eighteen, so it wasn't working together. We're just right. buddies who were doing right comedy together. Yeah, and I mean, and yeah, that's I mean, and it's great. When you, you know, to have that presence of mind to be that into it, that young is, is really good. And also because then you're at school and you got all, so you got all the equipment, Yeah, you, you know, cause I went to film school and it was, you could just do whatever you want, you know, just, little candy yeah. store. Like it, it can't, I mean, technology, I'm old. So technology was a lot. Like now you can do more with your phone than literally I did. <laughs> I know I did the entire time in film school, you know. So the little bit of money uh, that I got from my accident, yeah, uh, I I put some in the stock market, and that fully tanked in like two thousand two. Oh, like boy. the stock oh, market yeah, was yeah, like yeah. fully right. in the pits, and I pulled it out, and I had like twenty five hundred dollars left, and I used two thousand of the, that twenty five hundred to buy. Uh, a DVX camera, which was like a good camera at the time. Wow! And then we just started. We made like all of our internet videos with that camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when, and like, does the internet come along while you guys are doing this? Kind of. And, and then a couple years later, two years later, I move up to uh, LA. Uh-huh. Kyle moved up after a year to go to film school, and he went to LA film school. And I moved up, became his roommate. 
I was doing stand-up and improv and that kind of stuff at the time and met Anders Holm, who I created Workaholics with, uh, at the Second City. Wow. uh, Conservatory. And and that was like right at the time that YouTube was happening. I remember the Lonely Island guys, uh, Jorman, Akiva, and Andy Sandberg, they, um, we had a friend that like was a college friend of theirs. It was like, oh, my buddies are on SNL and they're really funny. They're that you could see their stuff online and we're like, you can. And they showed us like uh, their stuff before they got before on they SNL. got on yeah, SNL. Yeah. And they we saw some of theirs like Stork Patrol and like some of these old videos. Yeah. And I one, I was like, oh, these guys are damn shit, this sucks. These guys are really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's other funny people out there. Right, Very quick. right, right. Uh, and then uh, at the same time, that was the first time we saw YouTube. Yeah. And it was, a, uh, we were like, you could just click on a video and it'll play in real time. Yeah. And it blew our minds. And yeah, then, no, I remember the same thing. Yeah. Like, wait, what? It lit it a just fire under us. And we were yeah. just, it was just go mode from then on. Well, how, I mean, how do you go from being a bunch of guys putting videos on the internet to you know, getting somebody at Comedy Central to say, come on in here and let's have you make a show. It was like a combination of events of uh, I was doing stand-up. I did stand-up for Comedy Central, um, like their new faces sure. show called Live at Gotham at the time is, was their show. And uh, and so the executives started to look, look at me and then in turn look at other things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, an executive, Walter Newman, uh like found a tape of ours, like one of these tapes that we were sort of, we we're like passing out like a DVDs of our stuff. And, and shows. And, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah. and different things. And he got a hold of it and brought it up the chain of command and they brought us in and they were like, wow, we love this idea. Essentially, we did like a web series that was sort of like workaholics. Yeah. And they were like, man, we really love this idea. And we, for a, I mean, bless our hearts, we we're such idiots, did not want to do workaholics. We really, really were excited about this other idea we had of us as gangster rapping wizards from another realm <laughs> who come through a malt liquor of cabinet. Course. Of course you were <laughs> yeah. excited about and, that and, one. Yeah. And uh, we were like, would pitch workaholics and the, like up the chain of command from like the junior executives to the vice president to then the president. Uh, and the whole time we're like, yeah, yeah, workaholics. But really, what we want to do, and then we pitch that, and it would the junior execs like, yeah, definitely don't pitch that to the vice president. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then got all the way to the president. We like couldn't help ourselves. We're like, but really, we want to do the wizards. And she in the room, bless her heart, it was Lauren Correo. I think she's like at uh, Freeform or something now. But uh, the she was the president of Comedy Central at the time. She was like, that's a really bad idea. Uh, but I think we're going to do workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you're young like that. I mean, I remember when I first started doing TV stuff. It's like, why won't they? You know, like I always thought, what you know, I, I'm, I'm tired. I, I hate watching shows that are always the same. Like, let's and I even probably pitched a couple of times like, this is a show that's always different. It's different all the time, which is like impossible to produce. It's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Because you're like trying to build traffic to a product. Uh-huh. And it's like, but here's the thing. You the, might have liked last week, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but this week's but totally this week different. Has nothing yeah, yeah. to do with what you the goodwill we built yeah. up before, you know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Or, you know, when executives would talk about like, you know, you gotta have a likable character in there. I'd be like, fuck that. We no. Yeah. Like this is, you know, this it, it's just gotta be pure funny and not wearing. And now I'm like, no, no, no. I, I watch you shows get it. and I'm like, I don't like anyone in this. Exactly. You know, it's uh, there's a reason it's worked for yeah, a hundred yeah. years. And it's also, there's like very boring grown up, not necessarily rules, but kind of accepted Norms. wisdom. Yeah. That, it's like, yeah, there's a reason for that. You know, yeah, like, just like the practicality. Once, you know, we actually got a show and we were young, we were 25, 26. And like, suddenly we were the bosses. Yeah. And we'd never been the bosses before. Yeah. And it's weird. We didn't know how to write for television. Yeah. We've just only written sketches. Anders was kind of our resident writer, Anders Holm. And he would like give us books on how to write for TV. And we would be like in the writer's room, like leading the writer's room during the day. And then at night, like reading, reading books, books on, on how to write for TV. <laughs> Luckily, we got a bunch of very smart Harvard writers. Kevin Etten, who is our showrunner, who um, 
he just wrote the incredible weight, uh, the unbearable weight of incredible yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nick Cage the movie, Nick Cage and he's thing. he's doing a lot of great stuff. But he was our like our our, our showrunner that Comedy Central made us hire, and yeah. blessed his heart. He like allowed us to like lead the room, but then would steer the ship, be like, oh, wow, that's a really cool idea, but this is how TV works. Right, right, right. And you're right. like, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but our idea is cool, though, right? Yeah, yeah. we can't <laughs> blow up a building. <laughs> yeah. It's very expensive to blow up a building. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, but with computers, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's yeah. even more expensive than actually blowing up a building. <laughs> totally. Um, well, and then, and how long did that show run? Seven seasons. Seven we did, seasons, yeah, wow. Something like 86 or 87 episodes, wow. something like that. And yeah. that's, and I mean, that... I always wonder, like, if you hadn't had that those that group of guys, though, was it five? It's five of you, right? Four of us. Four that the, that four of you. I mean, what do you think you would be where you are today, or do you think that the safety of numbers? Yeah, I think there was the safety you. of numbers of like yeah. we all were in it together, and it was just kind of it was perfect, like just becoming sort of famous, you know, quasi famous with your best friends. Yeah was like way less scary than just your one guys on a hit show. Right. And uh yeah, I think I think it really really helped. I yeah. mean, I I would hope that I'm in, I'd be doing like Colgate commercials or something, you know. I'd be yeah. I'm sure I would still be around, but right, uh, right. I don't I don't Well, and you got stand up too. I mean, yeah. you obviously were already Yeah, you know, I think doing I think it, I would still do stand up. I would have done something, but I I it was a real launching pad yeah. and and uh, you know, Conan was the first talk show that we ever did. I know, and yeah. uh, man, that was totally me. Yeah, you you yeah, pulled yeah. The, those oh, yeah, strings. Yeah, 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 yeah. like these no. guys. <laughs> Whenever anybody talks, like says, like you know, thanks for having me on. I'm like, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't write I your didn't name. Yeah. I didn't have anything to do with anything. All right, yeah, it was nice having you. But, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, we it was so fun for us to go on because we we're all such fans. But then. Uh, also, like you, you, that you guys let us do the funniest stuff. Like we, uh, we came on one time and and got in a fight with each other. Yeah, and acted like we hated each other. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, Conan pulled out an acoustic guitar and then we sang a song about being uh, <laughs> best friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and how we had needed to come back together. Yeah. And, there was another time that we brought the wizards back. We were so about the wizards, so oh, about the wizards. That one I don't remember. Yeah, and that's I, Lauren Corral might have been right. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I don't remember the yeah, wizards. Conan's like, uh, you know, we had the guys from Workaholics. They had to cancel, but they hooked us up with these guys from another realm. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the wizards. Another yeah. realm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, from another realm. Oh, okay. And then, <laughs> and then we wrapped in wizard costumes. They had like a bre fire breathing dragon and like uh, like ladies in like bikinis, but with capes and hats. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It was really stupid, but we always we always liked it when people brought stuff, uh -huh. you know, beyond just kind of chatting, just sitting and talking. Yeah, because it's like yeah, and I mean, and that was always you know, which is why. Come on, bring it on in, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Here I we had go, something. Yeah. Out there. Oh my god, a tiger. A live, <laughs> a live tiger. tiger. A live yeah. tiger. Um yeah, no, we always, you know, it's like we always wanted it to be mostly a comedy show, you yeah. know, and so like there were different people that would always you know, and I think and I think also people started people like yourself would realize, "Oh, that's the place if I want to come on and be like an old sea captain. Yeah, for they, sure. They'll let me do that, whereas uh -huh. no one else really is interested in that kind of thing. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Was there...
I mean, as time went on, I mean, because I, you, I think you do have like the highest profile of the workaholics guys. I mean, you've, you know, you've been in other projects outside of there that have, have a lot of notoriety. Is there competition among you guys or was there like, as it kind of went on, was it like so-and-so's getting more, you know, no. Andrew's getting more attention than me, you know? Uh no, and I I mean, I think we're we're like brothers, so like there's there's some like we're like a band, I feel. Yeah, like that's yeah. how we explain it. Uh and there's you know, there's fighting, but it's never really about uh about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, like the Hollywood stuff. We usually keep that out. I'm probably I probably have the biggest ego out of all of us, and I'm not that crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the egomaniac out of the four of right, us, right. but I and also, you know, and my you know, ego's in, yeah. also in check. But so you've think, also been around some egomaniacs. Oh, yeah. Some I'm real like, true. I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm like, guys, I'm not that bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm no. not that bad. <laughs> There's lots of people in this town that make you feel like like, oh yeah, okay. I'm not a monster. Yeah. Any anytime I think I'm a monster, all I gotta do is remember is, yeah, uh-huh. that person. Um and who is that person? <laughs> Conan O'Brien. He pitched um, me. Look at the scars. <laughs> Look at the yeah. yeah. He he has me on a cho uh, on a on a buzz collar. <laughs> he zaps it whenever he feels like. Um do you how do you like like when you started to get acting roles outside of where you just come in and say the words, mm -hmm. like how do you like that as opposed to the things where you get to be a producer and a writer on things? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's way easier. And yeah. sometimes it's nice to come in and just be like, if you like the project, you're you're comfortable like, with yep. the people. Yep. You think that whoever's steering the ship is doing a good job uh, and you're confident in their abilities, then then it's fun. Yeah. And every once in a while, you, you'll sign on a thing and, and you're like, oh, you get halfway into it and you're like, oh, no, this is a sinking ship. What did yeah, I do? Yeah, but yeah. I would say for the most part, uh, as, as long as you did the due diligence of really – vetting everything before right. before signing up for it uh yeah i've really enjoyed it yeah but, you know i mean being on the righteous gemstones oh, yeah. that's an easy it was an easy that's yes. an easy one that, yeah. that, and that all the pitch perfect movies saying you know it's like mm -hmm. you get to be really really funny but you don't have the burden of of leading it. yeah 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 exactly yeah. uh yeah and i mean especially with the gemstones it was like uh, Danny McBride was such a like a hero of mine. I, early on when we were doing sketch comedy, we got a copy of Foot Fist Way. Yeah. And I remember we watched it and we we're like, oh, and not to take any way, anything away from Danny and Jody Hill who directed it, but it was like, it felt like something that we could do. It yeah. felt like it was obtainable. Yeah, no. But like I, Will Ferrell and those guys, like it felt since they're doing these big characters and that's not really what we did, it yeah. didn't feel obtainable. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so that was an easy one. But with workahol or with uh sorry, with Pitch Perfect, it was like a conversation I had with the guys. It was uh yeah. I I got offered it and uh I came to the guys, I'm like, yeah, they offered me this movie. Um and it was after I think we had we were shooting season two at the time. Yeah. And uh I'm like, yeah, I'll shoot this like right after season two raps. And um I gave this script to Blake and Durs and uh Durs read part of it and he's like Dude, I think you you're gonna do really really well in this. It feels like you could just be really funny and, yeah. and not like you said, not have the burden of carrying the the whole damn thing. Uh and then Blake came into my room late that night. We were working, and he's like, Man, you can't do this. You can't do this. And I'm like, What? And he's like, This is gonna ruin all of us. If you like we're on like the cool hit like comedy, yeah, like yeah, culty yeah. comedy show. Yeah. And you're gonna go like be a song and dance man. You're yeah. going to be an acapella, acapella? singer. Yeah. And, and uh, thank God I didn't take his advice. Right, right, right. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because yeah, that really, that movie like truly changed my life. It's, I mean, you, I, you know how it is. It's Hollywood is a weird place where there's like gatekeepers. Yeah. And the internet has changed a lot of that, but uh, there still are gatekeepers where in order to be in movies, you, someone has to let you in. Yep. And then once you're in, that movie has to be a hit, yep. and then you have to be the like a, a shining light within the movie. Yep. So everything sort of just clicked into place at the right time. Yeah. And then after that, people were like, all right, he can be in movies. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> oh, did, how did he get in? <laughs> did Blake ever uh, apologize or no, say— he vehemently uh, still says to no, this day does not remember this at all he's like dude that didn't happen i'm like it 
happened, Blake? And he's like, nah, that never happened. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I can, you know, because I remember when that movie came out, I was like, acapella? Yeah. Like, who You're wants like, to see that? Stupid. It's Click. so funny. It's yeah. so, I mean, I, you know, I was actually just going to, uh, my fiance and I have a three-year-old and I was going to put it on because I was like, oh, she likes musical stuff. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but there's lots of filthy, filthy language yeah. in that, you know, and like. So yeah, maybe that was the that was the maybe that's she's what, not ready for Fat Amy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's what made me sign on to it. I was like, okay, well, it is really funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, it. it uh, I mean, th- thank God for it. Yeah. Well, we're running out of time here. I just want to uh, move on. Like, what's what's in the future for you? Like, what? And it could be also personally. You know, I know. Yeah, uh, you're you've been married for. Mm-hmm. What is it, two years now? It'll be two years in uh, October. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we want to start a family. And, yeah. And, uh, like, that's kind of next on the horizon for us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, nothing to announce. But, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, what if I announced that here? Right, right. And before I told my mom. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Goofy! We're having triplets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, we we really want to do that, you yeah. know, something that uh, as the world ends, I need someone to take care of me. Yeah, uh, yeah, as yeah. the apocalypse comes, yeah, uh, <laughs> as as the economy tanks and the seas boil, uh, totally. Let's totally. bring some new life. I know. I, I mean, I got kids, and I just there are times when I'm just like, oh my god, just yeah. You just poor, watch the these news, poor like, kids. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we want to do that. And, and, uh, as far as work goes, I, I have the new movie, the outlaws coming out Mm -hmm. July 7th, uh, on Netflix. And, and I'm really proud of it. It's like kind of exactly what I want to do. Like big fun action comedies. Were you a producer or something on it? Yeah. yeah, The the writers brought me the idea years ago and I developed it with, with them. Uh, Oh, great. Uh, Evan Turner and Ben Zazov and murdering his last name. He's going to kill me, but, uh, they, it's his fault. They wrote changed this it. great script, and I de- I developed it with them from like the beginning kernel uh, of an idea. And truly, it's the most like rewarding thing since we're doing workaholics. Yeah, and like uh, is is having this idea and seeing it come to fruition from the very beginning to the very end. Right, right. And then being so proud of it. Yeah. Um. So and in the middle, getting to tell Pierce Brosnan what to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And now I was it. always yeah. flexing on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go smoke a cigarette with that <laughs> woman. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll cut it. We'll have to cut it later. <laughs> My corporate overlord will tell yeah. me to cut it later. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I have to. I'm going to check it out then because uh, I mean, I, I, it's just, I, I love it when funny people get to actually do things, you know, they're yeah. not just dropped into things and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so. That, that's sort of uh, the, the, the goal for me is to just to be able to do stuff like that. Keep and, doing and the stuff fa- like that. Yeah. The fact to, the fact that uh, you even got a comedy, big comedy movie made, it was, yeah. it feels insane. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of it had to do with, we brought Adam Sandler's com- himself and then Happy Madison uh, on to help us produce it. Right. And it was so fun. We like had the script with Netflix. They they bought the idea from us, and they were like, "Okay, uh, eleven dollars to go make this movie." And then we brought uh, the Happy Madison, and they're like, "Okay, it's a real movie now. Yeah, we'll twenty two dollars. Yeah, yeah, We'll double it. We'll double it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they gave us a real amount of money, and we were able to go make it cool. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, um. I mean, you've got to have learned some lessons here. I mean, and or, you know, or have some advice for people that might be in the same position that you were, you know, just hit by a cement truck. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> looking to get into showbiz. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Is there any <laughs> advice that you have for, you know, kids? I hope there's one kid out there going like, <laughs> he's, he's talking to he's me. He's talking, mom, <laughs> will me closer to the speaker. Uh, uh, you know, I, I it's. It's it's just simple advice that I feel like your parents. It's just like put your head down and work. You yeah. see so many. There's there's a lot of really. I'm, I don't feel like I'm the most talented person in the world or the funniest guy in the world. Uh, there's very talented people coming up, especially in in stand up where it's so singular, where yeah. you can truly see someone how funny they are immediately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and how unique they are. And how unique you, they are. Because that the thing about stand-ups is just that I don't understand why you'd go through that to be like all those other like people. Like everybody else. And there's so many that, you know, like, I mean, from being on the Conan show and sitting there for years, and there'd be, you know, and they did a really, you know, 
the the people that booked that show did a yeah, great job of did. finding like you know unique voices. But there would occasionally be I'd just be like, how is this any different than the, the, twenty other guys doing the same stuff about you know when yeah. your girlfriend's on your period or on her period or you know or just other just like kind of like why would you want to do that? Why exactly. would you put yourself through because. You know, you know it. Like stand up is not pleasant. It's, it's a hard racket. It's yes. at the beginning it is not pleasant. That know? is exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's very hard. But like you see that that like there is there's a there's not a lack of talent out there. Yeah. At least and like the kernel of talent. Yeah. Uh and then you gotta uh water it. I don't know. Uh right. but you you have to nurture it. But it's it's about like the putting your head down and doing the work. I feel yeah. that that it's like yeah, you gotta write all the time. You have to go do stand up all the time. Um, if you're a writer, you gotta write every day. If you're you want to write TV or movies, you gotta write TV and movies. Yeah. And so many people like they move out here and they're like, I'm gonna do this thing, and then they aren't proactive and they yeah. just they get scared or whatever it is. But it's it's about just like putting your head down and doing the work. I think. Yeah. Well, that's good. I've never done that. <laughs> I have a, you this know. is technically putting the head down and doing the work. We are I know, creating I know, I know. something, Andy. No, I know. But no, I mean, I just, my whole life, I've been, I, sh I should be writing more. Like, that's oh, yeah. my whole well, life. Well, that's is, everybody. I should be writing more. And then, and then it, you know, but then it also, too, I get into a business where most of the writing that I've done that actually sees the light of day, I'm not touching a keyboard. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm telling somebody to put it up on yeah. the, on the screen you know but it's as also like it. It, be comfortable in uh in g giving the keys to somebody else like yeah, letting yeah, somebody yeah. else drive and yep. like you you help uh with that on the producer side like yep. don't be afraid I, that that was something i learned in the workaholics writers room of like it doesn't all have to be my idea. My mm -hmm. idea doesn't need to win every time. No, no. It's like whatever's the funniest, no matter if it's like the, the newest staff writer who this is his first gig, if he has something that's really funny, go with that because yeah. it's going to lift all boats. Well, I mean, I I know early on and because I, in the early days of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, like I was the first writer hired and I was hired just as a writer. But a lot of the writers that were hired we're also performers mm -hmm. and it was just, you, you know, it was like this implicit promise that you're going to get to do some kind of performing. But then when I got on the show, I still was in this kind of mindset of, and I, and I mean, an early, you know, for the first part of it, I was expected to, you know, you know what it means, but like there's a grid, which is, you know, it's like five columns, mm -hmm. each representing a night. And then there's a box for each act in the show. And mm -hmm. it's like six acts. And there's like the top, there's the monologue and comedy. And then we would have a second act of comedy and then the guest would come out. But you needed to get those boxes filled. Yes. And, and everybody, like, it was like, it was like lifting. And mm -hmm. it's like, you got to lift your share of it. And I would occasionally, there would be times when I wasn't getting, all, you know, I mean, I, I was on the show too and shooting stuff. And I would feel kind of bad. And then I'd actually would find myself thinking, okay, wait, I had like, Four big laughs just from wisecracks. Yeah. And if that's the end goal is laughs, I probably got more laughs than any of the other writers did with the things that they, you know, like Absolutely. just this crazy yeah. thinking because yeah. I think like I'm not pulling my weight, but it's like, eh, you know, we all got to, it's a, it's a, first of all, I love this doing this because it's collaborative. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's always like, it's interesting to me, people that come from standup into doing bigger television like this where you go from being like a real kind of lone wolf mm -hmm. into then learning how to have to share the ideas and share the spotlight and stuff. But I always feel like the collaboration is the thing that's going to keep you working for a long time. You know, it's like, that's, that's the right. stuff, yeah. you know. I mean, unless you're like some sort of singular genius. Yeah. Uh, you know. Which I am not. I am yeah. not either. I am not either. You <laughs> which know? I am not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, and and for me, I liked doing a little bit of everything. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, I liked doing stand-up. I liked doing movies and TV and just trying to do a little bit of everything. And then whatever ends up clicking yeah. uh, in a place, that's kind of where, where you... Uh, head yeah i always I'd, i always like even when i was in chicago i did improv with different groups mm -hmm. and i always felt like whatever i would do at one place 
would help me at the other. It would inform whatever I was going to do over there, even if they were kind of different styles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you know, I think I think it can help you grow more, you know, definitely. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. I'm, uh, I'm such a fan. This was so cool. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks for I'm having glad me. You, I'm glad you could make yeah. it. The movie again is The Outlaws, and it's on uh, Netflix, July 7th. That's I'm right. going to watch it. Please do. You all should watch it. Uh, and do nothing else. Don't even turn yeah. on your TV don't until watch, July Don't watch 7th. your kids. No. No, no just no, no, the no. movie. Right, right. Absolutely. You, if you hear trouble, call grandma and have mm-hmm. her come over. <laughs> Goofy! <laughs> Goofy! <laughs> all right. Thanks all right. for listening, hey, everybody. And thanks, thanks. Adam. And, uh, and we'll see you next week with more Three Questions. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rich Garcia. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. And do you have a favorite question you always like to ask people? Let us know in the review section. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it ain't showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production. 